Welcome to Literacy Ladies. I'm your first literacy lady, Michelle Witko. I'm a language arts specialist in the city of Danbury. And we also have our second literacy lady, Dr. Shaw. Hi, Starla. Oh, it's so good to be here, Michelle, and I love our topic today. We are going to be talking about science. Oh, gosh, science. So, such a great topic to think about. So today, for our listeners, we're going to be thinking about um, writing like scientists and acting like scientists in the primary school, and then Darla's going to share some things with science as well. I love this uh, these units, Darla, and actually, in elementary school, we usually do them in writing. We look like scientists we observe things and then we write like scientists so cool right yeah I think it's wonderful too that we call each other scientists mm-hmm. and authors and writers and artists because it changes the students whole perception and um, we start right with Eric Carl I mean you cannot find a better author when it comes to learning about insects and animals he just makes it so exciting and st- you know, you can also visit the Eric Carl Museum, which is in Springfield, Mass., which is not too far away. I also love Janelle Cannon. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Her books on biology and animals and all are absolutely wonderful. And then we have in Newtown mm-hmm. uh, the authors of The Magic School Bus. That's and right. I heard that Miss Frizzle and her bus are going <laughs> to be going around like they used to. And we don't just use textbooks at all anymore. We use all trade books from wonderful authors to learn about science today. Oh, great. Yeah, I forgot about Mrs. Frizzle. That's right. That is a local author. Uh, Magic School Bus is a great series. So today we're going to think about uh, science in the primary grades. So kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. We do use the term scientist, so we let the kids have fun and kind of jump into the shoes of a scientist. Some teachers love to wear lab coats or they watch a little video like Bill Nye the Science Guy. They watch some other things on, um, there's all kinds of science videos on YouTube or on the, um, we have discovery learning, which is great for kids, but we kind of immerse them into thinking like a scientist. So we tell them, well, you're going to look like a scientist. You're going to use your five senses. You're going to write like a scientist. You're going to write all the details and label your pictures. Um, So we do a lot of that in primary grades, but also um, science kind of happens whole class in, in the younger grades. When you think about a science experiment and the scientific method and, you know, creating a hypothesis and thinking about data and having results and conclusion, you know, this kind of happens whole group in primary school. So you're going to have, you know, a whole class experiment maybe on seeds or plants, watching a seed grow. You might have something on water, watching an ice cube melt and talking about the stages of water. Uh, You might read a book before you do this science experiment so you can help the kids kind of with that knowledge and with those words um but in in primary grades you usually are going to have science where it's more of an inquiry based where you're kind of asking a question and you're observing you know for example we talk about forces in motion right push pull levers and things 
We talk about friction. Um, but we do whole class experiments where the kids kind of think about it. They try it out. They collect their data. And then we give them the scientific vocabulary of, oh, well, this is called friction. That car went slower because of the friction from the carpet besides the smoothness of the tile. So and when you think about science in the lower elementary grades, think about whole class experiments doing science together, more of an inquiry process, and kind of having a little fun with it, wearing a lab coat, talking about science, watching a video, but kind of put yourself in the shoes of a scientist. What do you think, Darla? Oh, I think that's so important. And you said the key word, inquiry learning. Mm -hmm. This is what we really focus on, especially as we get into the STEM programs Mm -hmm. in the intermediate areas. And you talked about the various senses, and I love to have students go on just sensory walks mm-hmm. and collect the sounds and then turn them in to poetry. Or what we very often do is we have the older students make science centers for the younger students. Oh, because, great idea. Yeah, the more that the older uh, students learn and can apply it and turn it into a center and demonstrate and talk to the younger students, uh, the better both are going to be prepared in the field of science. But one of the areas that I really like, particularly at this time of the year, is gardening. Mm -hmm. And I think our AIS Magnet School is amazing here on campus at WestCon. Every single grade level has their own garden Mm -hmm. and they spend so much time I mean there's vegetable gardens there's herb gardens there's flower gardens Um, they also do their own composting Mm -hmm. Uh, they recycle as part of the daily routine of the school uh, science is just so important and I know that WestCon is now inviting students to come to visit um, the perma garden that we now have here and have a community garden where we grow for some of the fruits and vegetables for some of the people in town Mm -hmm. that really need uh, food. And I know we also have students coming to our weather center here at WestCon. So Mm -hmm. we are a wonderful facility for some of the students where they can actually walk from the schools and learn about many scientific things. Great. And I love how you talk about, um, you know, being uh, science being part of the community and actually bringing people together uh, using gardens and using science, top- science topics. So that's what we do in elementary school as well, is that when they are doing these experiments together, we're teaching them to be like scientists, but we're also teaching them cooperation. We're teaching them that you can teach your science experiment or you could write a lab report by labeling your pictures, by using number words, by teaching in your diagrams, showing information in different ways. So science is actually bringing in a lot of other components, the community, it could be bringing in math if you're doing multiple trials, measuring, Um, it could also bring in reading where you're using mentor texts. Um, You know, Darla mentioned those authors, Eric Carle would be great, but Gail Gibbons is another one who writes beautiful science books. Um, And any of those DK readers, you know, you could bring those in as mentor texts so the kids could 
read what a real science book is like. It's so much different, Darla, than when like you and I went to school. Science oh. was you read a chapter, you made an outline. I can outline very well because I outlined a lot of chapters. Right. And then you would write responses um, to questions. But it was mostly textbook learning where now it's a little bit more inquiry-based and kind of combining a lot of the disciplines, math, science, reading and writing. It's a great way in first grade to kind of bring things together. And it's an, springtime is a nice time to do science because the gardens are blooming, the seeds are growing. Um, better to do now than in January when everything is dark and dead. <laughs> yeah, I think another area that's so different than um, certainly when I was in school is the technology All right. aspect. And I know even Danbury in the elementary school, they have their own robotics program. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be knowledgeable in robotics. There's enough... Um, people in the community who have the technology that will come in and work with you. And once the students get the basics, it's amazing. They start with the Legos, they start building. By the time they are in middle school, they've really begun to develop robots that work. By the time they're in high school, they are competing with Mm -hmm. other high schools. They're competing all over the country. Um, These people um, that are with the robotics are so passionate Mm -hmm. about what they do and these are the ones that are getting the scholarships that are getting into the schools and we're really encouraging and finding more and more girls going into this field as well and also working up to the robotics um, is um, the Invention Convention. Oh, I love the Invention Convention. Uh, and some people do Odyssey of the Mind. Right. But these are competitions, but they're competitions on a variety of levels. And it's all about creativity, doing your research, using your inquiry learning. These students not only have to develop a particular invention, they have to write about it, they have to speak about it, they have to market it, they have to sell it. It is such a wonderful whole routine and program to develop skills. Oh, great. Well, thanks for listening to our science podcast today. We hope we gave you some ideas of how you can incorporate other disciplines and other things into your science units and what they look like in elementary school and then middle school with the robotics program. We thank you for listening. And uh, remember, you can find us under the Western Connecticut State University media app on iTunes. We are your literacy ladies. Hey, leave us a review or leave us a comment. We love to hear feedback. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Okay, bye now.